from the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Monday, January 23rd, 2023, the start of a brand new week. Let's take a look at today's headlines. Weekend updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force. Gang violence continues in Haiti. Mexican students exposed to drugs. After being detained for two years, an Egyptian businessman is released. And in sports, we take a look at who is closer to playing at the Super Bowl. We'll also take a look at your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to our listeners. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. The Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force had a busy weekend once again across the TCI. Ongoing traffic operations have continued island-wide to ensure motorists are obeying the laws. On January 18th, officers from the Traffic Enforcement and Operational Response Units of the police force conducted roadblocks at 3 p.m. between the Fuller Walk-In Roundabout downtown and Susie Turn Roundabout on Leeward Highway. Traffic stops and vehicle checks included 105. Tickets issued for various traffic offenses were 21. Tint removal from vehicles, 21. And warnings issued of intended prosecution for unlicensed and uninsured vehicles was 2. Random stops and road checks were also conducted along Airport Road on January 17th, resulting in a number of motorists being cautioned. If your vehicle's tint does not meet the new requirements under the road traffic ordinance, you are committing a traffic violation and must pay a fine of $250 per window. A 39-year-old Bahamian national was found guilty on Tuesday, January 17th of assaulting a female teenager. Lopez Kino Williams, who resided in Long Bay at the time of the incident, was charged by officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, Safeguarding and Public Protection Unit, with assault by penetration following a report made by the victim on November 27, 2020. Williams was charged under the Sexual Offenses Ordinance of 2020. At the time of the assault, the victim was 13 years old. The guilty verdict was delivered following the conclusion of the trial at the Supreme Court, where Williams was granted $10,000 bail with one shorty. The trial judge ordered as part of the bail conditions that Williams surrender all travel documentation and not travel throughout the islands of the TCI and report every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to the Chalk Sound Police Station between the hours of 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. Williams was told to return to court on February 17, 2023 at 10 a.m. for sentencing. If you suspect that a child is being abused or have any information regarding child abuse in the TCI, immediately utilize any of the following options. Make a report at the nearest police station. Contact the Safeguarding and Public Protection Unit at 232-6696 or the Department of Social Development at 338-4008 or you can always call 911. And two brothers are now assisting police officers after trying to flee the Turks and Caicos Islands on board a vessel believed to have been stolen from Leeward Providenciales on January 20th. 
The duo, aged 19 and 22, are residents of Dockyard and were apprehended by officers of the Marine Branch following a high-speed chase in the early hours of January 21st. According to preliminary police reports, officers received information whilst on surveillance at sea. Based on the information obtained, an attempt was made to intercept a 24-foot Boston whaler, yellow and white in color, but the vessel was not compliant. After several attempts, the vessel was brought to a forced stop and the men were arrested and detained. This is the second interception of a stolen vessel made by the Marine Branch within the past month where individuals were attempting to leave the TCI. And the 2022 Turks and Caicos International Film Festival poster, designed by 10-year-old Janaya Harris of the Osita Jolly Primary School, was recently named one of the world's best film festival posters by FestivalInLA.com. The international platform, created by film critic Jose Hermosillo, promotes the talent of the most prestigious festivals worldwide. And the organization selects the most creative, colorful, and inventive film festival posters each year. This is the platform's second year recognizing a TCIFF poster. In 2021, Janella Forbes' masterpiece titled Mother Earth marked the debut of the festival and its supporting art on the site. According to the Festival in L.A. website, the organization curated every featured piece based on concept, originality, and supporting components, all conjoined to their respective festival's theme and harmonious style. The final lineup is a collection of wonderful gems that help the public recognize the cultural identity and beauty of each festival and its designated city or country. Harris was one of over 40 children from the Edward Gartland Youth Center who participated in the 2022 poster competition. The 2022 competition focused on artificial intelligence and allowed children with artistic vision to bring their designs to life with the aid of a finely tuned computer program. The event was curated with the help of London-based creative company called Once Upon a Time. Harris created her poster by describing the picture in her mind to the program with phrases such as kids playing, flamingos, seashells, blue fish, crystal clear waters, flowers, and a clean beach. After fine-tuning her descriptive phrases and tweaking the program's results, she arrived at the final winning piece that has risen to international acclaim. Her winning piece was a playful and inviting take on the beaches that the Turks and Caicos Islands are known for. It features our crystal clear waters, sand shells, and a flamingo, all created in a style reminiscent of an afternoon arts and crafts session. This year marks the fifth anniversary of the Turks and Caicos International Film Festival, and the organizers will be making some exciting announcements quite soon about this year's festivities. The main event is scheduled for November, and it will once again be a multi-day event that combines the glitz and glamour of Hollywood with impact and purpose. The festival will also celebrate the best of filmmaking with a focus on safeguarding our oceans and environmental conservation. That wraps up our local news segment. Regional News is up next.
let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. One of Haiti's gangs stormed a key part of the capital city, Port-au-Prince, and battled with police, leaving at least three police officers dead. The gang violence, which took place on Friday, was the latest episode of lawlessness that has torn the Caribbean nation. A police patrol was ambushed by gang gunmen on Friday morning. The officers called for backup, but were at a loss as reinforcements never arrived. At least three officers died in the violence, one was missing, and one was treated at a hospital for gunshot wounds. The United Nations estimates that 60% of Haiti's capital is controlled by gangs, but many residents say gang warfare has expanded across the nation. The country has struggled with violence for years, but after the 2021 killing of former President Jovenel Moise, it threw the country into lawlessness. The government has failed to control the violence, forcing many to flee their homes and spurring a rise in gang rapes and killings. And a powerful magnitude 6.8 earthquake shook northern Argentina on Friday, but there were no immediate reports of damages. The quake struck at about 8.09 p.m. local time, with its epicenter about 15 miles southwest of the town of Campo Gallo in Santiago del Estero province. Its depth was 610 kilometers. Authorities and local media reported no damages or deaths. And the police have launched an investigation following the discovery of several packages of cannabis that were discovered in a box shipped from the United States to Guyana. According to the Customs Anti-Narcotic Unit, its officers were contacted on January 20th and upon arriving at Munishwar Shipping Limited, they conducted additional searches before taking possession of the box. The box was then transported to the Narcotics Unit headquarters in the presence of the employee of the shipping company who made the initial discovery. The contents of the box tested positive for cannabis and amounted to about 1.92 kilograms or 4.2 pounds. And Cayman Airways issued an advisory that on January 20, 2023, Cayman Airways flight KX102 to Miami had to return to Grand Cayman after a passenger on board experienced a medical emergency approximately 25 minutes into the flight. Cayman Airways stated that upon landing in Grand Cayman at 8.15 a.m., an ambulance met the flight to assist the passenger. All other passengers remained on board and the flight departed again for Miami at 9.13 a.m. The condition of the passenger after receiving medical treatment has not yet been released. And a second school in Mexico was hit Thursday by the mass ingestion of tranquilizer pills that may be linked to a social media challenge. Mexico City Police said eight students at a middle school had been treated by paramedics after swallowing what they say is a controlled medication, and that three of them had been taken to a hospital. Police did not disclose what the drug was, but the term controlled medication in Mexico usually refers to painkillers, sedatives, or psychotropic substances. None of the students were believed to be in any danger, but police and ambulances were still posted outside the number 26 middle school in downtown Mexico City Thursday afternoon. The incident came one day after three students at another middle school near the northern city of Monterey were treated for doses of clonazepam, a tranquilizer or sedative sometimes sold under the brand name clonopin. The pills play a role in a social media trend known as the Clonazepam Challenge, in which students compete to be the last person to fall asleep. 
The pills can cause extreme drowsiness. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International news is next. Let's take a look around the world. Egyptian authorities have released a prominent businessman and his son after more than two years in pretrial detention, while officials investigated possible terrorism-related charges. Safwan Tabet, founder and former CEO of dairy and juice producer Juhaynia Food Industries, and his son Saif Eldin Tabet walked free late Saturday. Authorities arrested Tibet in December 2020, and he remained in detention pending an investigation into accusations that he helped fund a terrorist group, a reference to the Muslim Brotherhood, which Egypt banned as a terrorist organization. His son was detained two months later on the same charges, which included harming the country's economy. Neither man was ever tried in court. The freeing of the two men was the latest in a series of releases of pro-democracy activists and government critics in recent months. Over the past year, Egypt released or pardoned dozens of detainees as the country's human rights record came under international scrutiny when it hosted the United Nations Climate Change Summit in November. And hip-hop artist Flo Rida was awarded $82.6 million on Wednesday after a South Florida jury found that the makers of Celsius Energy Drinks breached a contract with the rapper and singer and tried to hide money from him. Flo Rida, whose real name is Tremar Dillard, and his production company Strong Arm Productions, had sued Boca Raton-based Celsius Holdings, Inc. in a Broward County court back in May 2021 claiming that the company had violated the conditions of an endorsement deal. Lawyers for Celsius argued in court and in previous filings that the company reached its greatest success after the Florida endorsement deal ended, and that other business decisions led to increased sales and stock value. 
According to the civil complaint, Florida was a brand ambassador for Celsius from 2014 to 2018. During that time, Dillard played an instrumental role in launching a new era for the company's brand development, growth and expansion, introducing Celsius to millions around the world. Dillard and his attorneys argued that the partnership paved the way for Celsius to grow its product portfolio, which includes adding a powder product and new product line called Celsius Heat in conjunction with Flowrider's partnership. The company has consistently sold and collected revenues for its powder form products since then. Dillard said he continues to drink Celsius products and even owns some stock in the company. And a direct flight from China landed in Indonesia's resort island of Bali for the first time in nearly three years on Sunday after the route was suspended due to the COVID pandemic. At least 210 people were on board the chartered plane operated by Indonesia's Lion Air from Shenzhen in China. According to media reports, some Chinese tourists who arrived at the airport in Bali said they were glad to have the chance to travel internationally again after China ended its strict COVID-19 restrictions. The flight followed the Chinese government's decision to lift travel restrictions announced on January 8th, and it coincided with the start of the Lunar New Year, which was marked on Sunday. The Shenzhen to Bali route will operate once a week during its initial phase. Indonesia is targeting 255,000 tourists from China in 2023. Indonesia recorded 94,924 visits from China from January to October 2022. More than 2 million tourists from China visited Indonesia each year before the pandemic. That's it for International News. Sports is up next. Let's take a look at the sporting world. Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin attended Sunday's playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals, his first game since he collapsed on the field earlier this month. The Bills posted a video on Twitter of Hamlin donning sunglasses, a hoodie, and a puffer jacket as he is driven by security to the team's locker room. The video was captioned, Welcome Home. Hamlin gave a locker room talk to his teammates ahead of the game. His visit to Highmark Stadium is his first public appearance since January 2nd when he collapsed after taking a hit to the chest from Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. The locker room speech took place just before Sunday's AFC Divisional Round game, a rematch of the game that was cancelled after Hamlin went into cardiac arrest. The Bills tweeted a photo mid-game of Hamlin cheering on his team, holding up his signature heart-hand gesture as the crowd roared in support. Despite his public appearance, Damar still faces a lengthy rehabilitation. He still requires oxygen and is having his heart monitored regularly to ensure there are no setbacks or after-effects. Though he is able to visit the team's facility, Damar is not in position to travel often and requires additional rest to help his body heal. 
The Buffalo Bills took a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday night, with Bengals winning 27-10, sending the Bengals to the NFL Conference Championships. Also in the divisional round games, Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-20, sending the Chiefs to the Conference Championships. The Philadelphia Eagles would fly past the New York Giants to secure their spot in the Conference Championships 38-7. And the Dallas Cowboys put up a fight against the San Francisco 49ers, losing the game by 7 points. San Francisco advancing to the Conference Championships after defeating the Cowboys 19-12. The NFL Conference Championship games will take place on Sunday, January 29th, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Determining which two teams will fight it out on the field to be crowned Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl 57 is scheduled to take place on February 12, 2023 at the State Farm Stadium in Arizona. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. Mostly sunny skies with clouds from time to time, highs of 80 degrees and lows of 74. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Humidity remains at a level of 80%. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, weekend updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force. Gang violence continues in Haiti. Mexican students exposed to drugs. After being detained for two years, an Egyptian businessman is released. And in sports, we take a look at who's closer to playing at the Super Bowl. I want to thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. If you see news in the making or you just have a story you'd like us to follow, please email us at news at rtc89fm.com. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.